With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Now, it's the rest stop with Brad Restituto. Comes up to the pocket. Fires the right side. Caught by Diggs. Stay up. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Three words for you. You like that? Welcome to the rest stop Thursday, December 10th, 2020. We've got 15 days till Christmas. Hanukkah starts tonight. And uh, thanks for joining us here on the rest stop as we come to you every Tuesday and Thursday, nine o'clock Pacific time. Myself, Brad, the believer, Spencer, the Wiz, and I've got to thank Spencer, the Wiz for filling in for me on Tuesday. I really appreciate that. And a congratulations to Spencer, the Wiz, as he this week is uh, completed college. So he's well on his way uh, to being not only a college graduate and have a degree, but now uh, be officially out in the real world. Uh, with his degree. So I'll bring on uh, Spencer now and uh, congratulate him officially. Spence, and tell the listeners what it's like to, you've put in all this time and now you're officially done with the college experience. Yeah. And I got my final grades too. I had A's in all my classes, but for some reason you just, in my mind, I was like, did I get a zero on my finals? <laughs> and you just fell out of your classes at the last second, but no, I have all my final grades. Everything's good. Just waiting for the degree to come in now. And they actually tried to sell me on a $200 frame for my degree when I could just go get a $15 one at Walmart. And they also told me that the $150 frame was a steal. I don't know what kind of steal that means. <laughs> they're stealing money from me, that's for sure. But I don't, in terms of a deal, I don't think that's much of one at all. Uh, so I'm just glad to be done and focus on my career. Um, I've been mad busy. <laughs> like since I graduated, I haven't had a moment to myself yet to really celebrate. So on Saturday, I'm celebrating Hanukkah with the family. And uh, I'll finally kind of feel relaxed and act like I actually am done. And then I can look forward to the weeks ahead and really start to dive into the career I want to. And Spencer the Wiz has a fine career ahead of him. Uh, I, I hear a little bit of a disgruntled college uh, experience for the Wiz, but he's put in his hard work and he's uh, earned his degree. And now it's time for him to uh, spread his wings and fly into the uh, world here in Las Vegas. He's already been a very busy man juggling work and college and I appreciate him. We appreciate him here at the rest stop for all that he's done and for filling in this past week. So I got a good show for you today. Going to recap the Thursday night game between the Patriots and the Rams. A little NBA action as the 20 
2021 season is right around the corner. Trades galore. Will there be any more blockbuster trades before the start of the season, which starts on December 22nd? Uh, we may get into a little uh, Hanukkah Christmas action. See what uh, Spencer the Wiz and myself's favorite activities uh, around the holiday time are. And then uh, if you guys want to jump in on the chat and give your input, uh, we'll throw that back and forth as well. And then, of course, our I believe we're coming into week 13 now. Our pick segment, Spencer was pretty solid last week. I think he had 10 wins. I had nine wins. So we did pretty good in our pick segment. We'll try to keep that rolling. As we had a pretty good month of November, and we'll try to carry that in into the month of December as well as we're finishing off the NFL season. And, and the NFL has found a way uh, to power through this season. It has not been pretty, Spence, but they're going to find a way to get through it. Um, college, on the other hand, is kind of limping down the finish line. Uh, but this has been just an insane 2020 for everybody. Uh, hopefully we get this COVID vaccine rolling in the first couple months of the new year and we can try to start getting back our lives. What we knew was normal before all this with the masks and the quarantining. Uh, it's been it's been rough for a lot of people, uh, you know, and we're, we're just hoping to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And um, hopefully 2021 brings that to us. But as far as professional sports go, Spence, uh, Al, Bravo, all you guys in the chat, we we had uh, we had quite a few months there where we didn't have any sports and we were contemplating what we were going to see. So we were all kind of locked down in our proverbial states, us, myself and you, Spence, here in Nevada, uh, Al's in, in Las Vegas as well. I know that uh, Bravo is back and forth. He was in Nevada and New York and Texas part of the way. But um, for quite some time, we had no sports, Spence, no basketball, no football, no baseball. We were all pretty much locked in our homes and didn't have any type of outlet. And uh, it's something that none of us have experienced before. So to be able to see uh, an NFL season coming down the home stretch and us hopefully seeing a year in 2021 where we have a vaccine and we're able to get uh, fans back in stadiums. We're able to have concerts. We're able to open up business because this has been crippling to businesses all across the country. And uh, what can you imagine if we, we would have had to have gone this seven, eight months and had, and still had no sports whatsoever. And not only that Spence, the crippling financial effect, even more so if there would have been no sports for eight months. Yeah, especially for bars and stuff, too, because luckily there is sports and the limited capacity that they can get in there, you know, definitely was filled probably to watch those games. Uh, but it was. And I guess the idea that me and my dad thought optimistically was that NBA players and stuff would realize that because when the pandemic started, the first thing to go was sports. No one cared about them. Celebrities, no one cared about them. Uh, and we thought that would kind of be a humbling experience for them to realize that how easy it is for their careers to be taken away if they're if no one's interested uh, but it seemed to make things worse. They started singing to us uh, because apparently we needed that. Uh, now it just seems like we idolize our uh, celebrities even more than we did before the pandemic because we've been locked in with them. And they've kind of like, I guess, the idea is that they've made it interesting for us. Uh, so if I can take a dark look at uh, the results of the pandemic in that sense, I would say that's a bad thing. Uh, but, you know, for us, the fact that we do have sports to talk about has been big. I was a sports writer before the pandemic started, obviously. Uh, I lost my job as soon as the pandemic hit because there were no sports to write about. Uh, and I don't know where I'd be. I don't know if I'd have my radio show now if, if sports didn't come back at all, because I don't know what I'd be talking about. I'm not a political guy or anything like that. And I wouldn't want to make that big of a drastic change to my show 
so it's it's nice to have it back and hopefully to stay. And it seems like it uh, being up there pushing through multiple COVID waves and the sports are still going on, even though it's not perfect, even though it's not kind of the original design, there's shortened seasons are all kind of funky. There's no uh, crowd, but the fact that you can just see the product on the field or on the court makes a really big difference. Spence, I'm going to go a little off topic with you here. Uh, I, I want to get your opinion uh, during the holiday season is always an interesting time uh, for dating and relationships. And of course, uh, with myself being quarantined at the moment with my girlfriend, this is kind of crossed my mind a little bit. Um, what are your thoughts on how are people approaching uh, the dating world during the holiday season, but not only that, during a pandemic-filled holiday season? Are, are we seeing, do you think that there's more people trying to get together, more people saying forget it? I mean, what are your thoughts on that dynamic? Yeah, it's just so funny. The first thing that you're talking about when you first introduced it was these Hallmark Channel movies. And it's just so funny to me that like, that people try to like mark off their calendar for finding true love when that's not really how it works at all. Like you could kind of just meet somebody at any time, but for some reason think that there's something special in the air. And I guess there kind of is like the holiday spirit. Uh, but I was also thinking about in Hallmark channels, how a lot of the times the plot is the girl is like a journalist or something like that. She, she has a blog about cooking eggs, like a job that no one would ever actually have. And it's so funny. She meets the single dad who's, uh, you know, significant other died like last year of like some sort of horrible death, like cancer. For some reason, the kid who just lost their mother like a year ago is so like gung ho and setting their dad up with a new wife, like immediately, like there would be no resentment there at all and that they can just move on forever. Uh, but I think in terms of this year with COVID-19 and stuff like that, uh, my generation especially seems to be a little more cautious about it. So I would Definitely expect that to slow down, although there will always be, I think there's going to be a spike in Tinder, though, like on the night of Christmas, because everyone's going to be feeling especially lonely. Uh, so I would expect to see some COVID-19 uh, upticks during the Christmas time for sure. So during that time, would you be a buyer in the Tinder, uh, Tinder stock around that time? Yeah, should, I would, should, definitely. If you want to buy some Tinder stock now, I don't know what they're going for at the moment, but I think it's going <laughs> to raise like right around that Christmas time. Yeah, probably Christmas Eve, you'll see a huge influx people trying to find people to bring to their Christmas parties and stuff like that. Or oh, God. Maybe, that's going to be a nightmare during this whole mask uh, shenanigans. Of course. Yeah. At least you can hide them, I guess. <laughs> you, <can't> <laughs> <wearing> a mask. <laughs> you could, you could do a good job of hiding your dates for Christmas parties out there that, you know, that, that may be uh, an interesting requirement. Um, if you're uh, doing some evaluations for who you want to bring, you may not have to evaluate their face completely. You can evaluate other parts before you decide on whether you want them as, a, <laughs> as your day. Speaking of Hallmark movie, Spence, uh, I think me and my girlfriend watched one a few weeks ago. It was, uh, or it was on Netflix. It was uh, called Holiday. That was the name of it. And mm. you specifically found dates for the holidays. Uh, <laughs> okay. So that was quite interesting. Uh, but yeah, this is the time of the year. I don't know what it means, uh, at this point in time, especially with, uh, you know, all this COVID-19 stuff, but it's a interesting storyline to follow. So, uh, we'll move into the sports, Spence and tonight's Thursday night game, two teams with playoff aspirations. The Patriots traveled to SoFi stadium in LA to take on the Rams. Rams had a nice win last week and the Patriots looked quite impressive, shutting out the chargers 45, nothing. Couldn't get it going tonight, and the Rams pretty much dominated the clock, dominated the run game, and they won the game 24-3. to Not a great 
our explosive performance by Jared Goff, but Cam Akers, the rookie running back from Florida State, had over 150 yards rushing. And like like I just said, they controlled the clock uh, and a nice win for the Rams to try to position themselves in the NFC playoffs. Late in that game, Cam Newton saw the bench. Jared Stidham got some reps for the Patriots. And what does this mean for the Patriots? Um, they're on the outside looking in for the AFC playoffs and the extended wild card and the extended playoff structure for this season. Uh, but I don't think they're going to give up on the season just after this loss. But is it possible we see Jared Stidham in the starting lineup for the Patriots here as we they'll have about three games left here in the regular season? Yeah, I mean, their playoff hopes are over. I know it's mathematically not, but it's not going to happen. There's too many teams above them that are going to win football games. So in my mind, they are completely eliminated now. Uh, so I would say why not put in Stidham or whatever his name is, Stidham, um, because you can still bring back Cam Newton next year. Maybe you just want to see what you have in your backup. That's what I expected to see out of the Raiders uh, if they if the Jets didn't just actually call a you know an easy defensive play to end the game. Uh, we'd probably be seeing Marcus Mariota this week because the Raiders would also be out of the playoff uh, race. But uh, this game to me was more about the LA Rams, and we said it all season how inconsistent they are. They'll beat a really good team one week and then lose next week. But in this case, I mean, they did beat a fairly decent team in the Patriots, a team that has won some football games against some good teams. And they showed that they were able to move past that inconsistency. And that's really important because the playoffs start, as we all know, in about five weeks from now. And the Rams are definitely going to not want to be going into the playoffs with the stink of you know, having the win against the Cardinals and then losing the game to the Patriots. And they did it and they didn't handle it in a very well, like good fashion. They dominated the entire football game, even towards the end, didn't even give up any garbage time points. And that fares well because that front line is going to have to play well against some of the NFC teams like the Saints or the Buccaneers, whoever they end up playing. So we'll see if they can truly continue this to the end of the season, but this is a big win for them. Yeah, we talked about what the Rams could possibly do in the playoffs and how dangerous a team they were. I don't know that tonight really elevated their stock to a level that makes me think that they're the front runner or, or a top two team. I, I do think the NFC has a lot of parity, Spence. I think any team that's in the playoffs, including the two hot teams in the NFC East right now, who would have been saying that? The Washington football team and the New York Giants are playing really good football at this point in time. And I think it really leads to the NFC conference come playoff time being wide open. I really do. I think any team can beat any team on any given Sunday. I don't know that there's a clear-cut favorite. Are we convinced that Drew Brees is going to come back 100% healthy from you know, eight-plus broken ribs and collapsed lungs? I mean, I, we already know that his arm's been uh, kind of on the decline a little bit here in the last couple seasons. It can't get better after this injury. So it's going to be a tough transition, I believe, for the Saints. They're going to have to rely on that defense to really step up to the plate and play elite football come playoff time because we saw the Vikings go into New Orleans last year and upset them in the wild card round. There's not a dominant defense or run attack like the San Francisco 49ers were in the NFC playoffs last year. So to me, that leads to a wide open NFC playoff. And I really think any team can upset any team. We saw the New York Giants take care of the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle as a 10 plus point underdog here this last Sunday. So it's definitely possible the Re the Washington football team took care of the Steelers who were undefeated. So we know how possible that is, Spence. And uh, you mentioned it with the Patriots. Their playoff hopes could be diminished with this loss. I don't. I hope that they don't call it uh, a day. And 
I hope they're still competitive. I think Bill Belichick uh, is not going to allow them just kind of go into the night. Uh, and I'm, of course, I'm cheering for that because I want my 0-16 Jets ticket to come through. And the one that I'm worried about the most is the Week 17 matchup against the Patriots. So we'll monitor that. And we're still on the Jets clock of 0-16. I'll be following that closely, rooting very hard uh, for the Jets to continue to lose games and secure that number one overall pick by being 0-16. So I think the conclusion to tonight's game, Spence, is the Patriots put themselves in, in a very, very deep hole to try to make a run for an AFC playoff berth. The Rams uh, had a nice win to position themselves in the NFC playoffs, but I don't think the Rams did enough to convince us or anybody that they're a front runner uh, to win that conference because I think it's wide open. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to disagree with you there uh, because other than that, the Rams have looked like the best NFC team for the entire season. I, I, you could argue, I don't know, the Seahawks, maybe the Packers. Well, we've seen a Packers team you know, barely – beat the Jaguars and they've had a couple of ugly just losses this season and the, the Rams look like the most holistic team here but the knock on them the entire season was they can't string two wings together and they did that here against a playoff team that was pretty desperate so I think that has even more merit to it well the way that Jared Goff's been playing you're convinced that he's the guy that's going to lead that team back to a Super Bowl appearance I, I'm not ready to say that I believe he that brought at all. them there in the first place you know he, he has brought them to a Super Bowl before he has I think the Giants could beat them right now uh the Giants almost beat them about six weeks ago in no, the not in the playoffs you really think that I do I do no, I, 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 I think I, you I, actually too I, I feel do. like you're just taking a hot take right now why would you That's, believe that because I think any I think the NFC is that wide open and I don't think mm. the Rams are that good Jared Goff was very mediocre tonight in a primetime game he, he threw I don't even think he threw a touchdown he had what I think one touchdown pass one interception he's not that impressive he hasn't been that impressive uh I, I honestly am not really sure how they Got to the Super Bowl the year they did. I, I credit a lot of that to Sean McVay, and I, I don't think that they've gotten better since then. So uh, I, I think any team can really go in and beat them. Uh, we're going to have to monitor to see who who secures those wild card seeds. And is it the Rams that win that division? Because if it is, the Rams will host a playoff game against one of those wild card teams. So uh, we're a little bit in agreement on how good the Rams are, but we'll we'll continue to monitor that. Uh, as the rest of the season winds down. Spence, before we get into our Week 13 NFL pick segment, let's hit some NBA talk here as the Clippers decided to give Paul George a max extension here and after a disappointing playoff exit by the Clippers and playoff P not having his greatest performance in the Orlando bubble, uh, how surprising is it to you the timing and the uh, value that the Clippers have done here by giving Paul George this max contract extension. This is the way I think about it. They don't have to extend him this offseason. Obviously that means he's still in their contract. So we know what the value of contract seasons are. Um, so if, if you really want to break this down, um, okay, he has a bad playoff. So you, you want some sort of motivation going into next season. That could certainly be, a contract in my mind. And if he doesn't play well, then you let him go because you need guys around Kawhi Leonard. We know Kawhi Leonard is a championship winning player. Obviously he's done it with two separate teams. He is not the, the missing link here. Now Kawhi didn't have the greatest of all time playoff run. Uh, but a lot of the blame does go on, on Paul George here. So when you're giving him a contract, you're saying that that's okay. That's the level that we can expect from you in the future. 
and it's like now that he really has his money what what is the motivation to win a championship because he does have that financial stability um that's okay if you just want a championship uh like you did uh with anthony davis they both signed their extensions but you have to get there first like what they did was get knocked out by the clippers or the nuggets after blowing a 3-1 lead that's a big problem to me that means that you're willing to sign guys who are not putting their heart and souls into your team and reward them for mediocrity when you could have even if they win a championship next season off of his, the back of his desperation from not signing him, he's going to re-sign with the team to a max deal. That's literally what just happened with Anthony Davis. He's He didn't even commit to the Lakers, but he wins a championship. He's like, well, okay, I'm not going to leave now, obviously. And that's the same philosophy that the uh, Clippers should have taken with Paul George, in my opinion. Elaborate on that, Spence. If, if you were the GM, how would you have handled this? Would you have made George play out? his contract and evaluate the, the, the state of the team at that point after uh, this, the, the end of the season? And would you have evaluated both Leonard and George to see how you would have moved forward with these guys as the foundation of your franchise moving forward? Yeah, well, I say Kawhi Leonard for sure gets auto max deal because he's just proven time and time again that he is the guy who can bring your team to a championship. But with Paul George, not only this season, but years pr- Prior, he has done nothing in the playoffs. He hasn't had a good playoff series. Keep in mind, I still have the article. I could pull it up at some point, I'm sure. Uh, his name, Playoff P, came from him. No one gave him that name. <laughs> he's never really that good in the playoffs in the start with. He just put too much of this pressure on his shoulders that he was going to perform in the playoffs. And, of course, he just hasn't. Because if he plays bad again, there's going to be guys on the market that could potentially replace him that could get you there. Uh, like a Bradley Beal is just kind of hanging in the balance. We don't know what's going to happen to him. He's playing with Russell Westbrook. He might not be happy. I'd rather have Bradley Beal than Paul George on my team. But when you sign a guy to a max extension, that possibility becomes an impossibility. They're not going to be able to sign him now. So I think this is a horrible move. I think the Clippers have had a very bad offseason. And uh, you, you mentioned the self-proclaimed playoff P, and he self-admittedly as well, Spence, talked about some of the pressure that he felt um, in some of the big game situations. Is that a good thing that you want to hear out of your superstar player? Is that honesty a good thing to help him improve? I mean, what are your thoughts? Um, I'm kind of of, of a different mindset, Spence. Uh, I, I personally, I, I do believe uh, – that if you're a high caliber player that, I mean, you know, for a fact that every shot you, you shoot is not going in, but you, you have the confidence and believe that every shot that leaves your hand has the potential to go in. And you just, in my opinion, should have that elite confidence as a player of his caliber. Um, does it worry you at all? His kind of hesitation in, in his own ability in big moments. <laughs> really the issue isn't his hesitation. This guy's who shoots like, six for 20 you know in an nba game he, he is letting it fly i think he actually runs around with way too much confidence this is a very unhumble person in my opinion and the reason i really know that is because when he left okc he made a documentary about it as if anyone actually cared because he is a star player but he has done nothing in his career to actually prove that i think he got i mean he's getting blown out by lebron james his entire career so and i know lebron james been a big deal uh, going to the heat but even he got criticized for that so how high does a guy think of himself and especially the dramatic ending where he's like i'm staying and he has this party with russell westbrook and stuff like that so uh, this guy needed something someone to knock him down and instead they inflated him up by giving him a max extension when he shouldn't have gotten one 
So Spence, more news in the NBA, or at least the rumor mill, is James Harden. Will he be on the move come the start of the season? Will Houston unload him to Brooklyn, to Philadelphia, or any of those other teams? Do we see a big splash trade before opening tip in the NBA December 22nd? Um, I mean, what, are your, what does your gut tell you on that, Spencer the Wiz? This is a huge trade. When a guy like as big as that is on the move, it's, it's not going to happen in the offseason, in my opinion, unless the conversation started early. But we know that happened pretty much two weeks ago. Now, I saw in an article that he added the Miami Heat and the Milwaukee Bucks to his list of teams that he'd prefer to be traded to. Once again, I will say this. It doesn't matter what his opinion is on where he wants to go. It's up to the front office especially if a guy's demanding a trade, I don't think his happiness is your number one priority. So he can say whoever he wants to go to uh, like, just like the Lakers uh, or the Pelicans had the absolute opportunity to trade Anthony Davis anywhere else. I don't know why they didn't. I guess they felt like it was the best package they were getting, but still at any point in time, they could have said, we don't care that you want to go to the Lakers, figure it out once you're off my team. So what I'm thinking is going to happen is that either the Brooklyn Nets or the 76ers are probably the two front runners in terms of assets and just, possibility one of those teams is going to be underperforming this season so at the deadline they're going to be a lot more desperate and what i'm thinking right now because the two sides in brooklyn haven't had any meaningful conversation from what i understand and to me that signs that the brooklyn nets say they don't want to give up karis lavert in this trade now that might be the case now but if they're floating right around 500 or just barely above 500 that might be a different conversation they might be willing to give up the Spencer Dinwiddie and Karis Levert package with the, whatever first round picks they decide. I would imagine that would be the only point of contention that would be arguable if the Brooklyn Nets are that desperate. I think the 76ers could just be a straight up good basketball team and they won't be. So I don't, it's, it's very much, it's harder for me to see that happening with the 76ers because I think the roster now has a chance to do something in the East just because of how weak they are. So I'm going to say the Brooklyn Nets still are the front runners to get him, but don't expect to see it uh, in the early beginning part of the season. Spence, let's talk about some potential MVP candidates and maybe dark horse guys. You told me before we started the show today, you had a little action on Damian Lillard to win the MVP. I like that selection. Um, talk about Lillard a little bit, and then I'll give you a couple that uh, I think could be some dark horse candidates. Yeah, I just told Damian Lillard because he's a guy who can score 30 points a game in any given season. So we all know that there's a lot of preference given to guys who are high on high scoring rates. Uh, And going into basically this little bubble situation, he was known as kind of the spark. Like he was the main face of the bubble for a long time before they ultimately got smoked in the playoffs by LeBron James. But still, the fact that the guy can have that much juice and kind of live up to the hype to a certain degree uh, proves that he can do that. And plus, the other guys around him in that situation are like Paul George. So if I'm going to be choosing someone in that range, I'm going to say Damon Lillard for sure. Spence, a couple guys, uh, and I'm talking dark horse guys here. I like Donovan Mitchell. I think he had a really great bubble alongside Damian Lillard. I think he's a guy that uh, really elevated again uh, during the playoffs this past year. And I think if if the Utah Jazz is a team that's competing for a top three spot, that guy could be in that conversation. Uh, I know you're not going to love this next one, Spence, but uh, Devin Booker for the Phoenix Suns. I'm a big Devin Booker guy, and I think this – I think the Suns are going to be very competitive this year, and I think that's going to be supercharged by Den- Devin Booker. Um, give us one more guy, Spence, uh, besides Lillard, that you think could make some noise and, and splash for the MVP talk. Yeah, well, first of all, if you want to put money on Devin Booker, you can just throw it right in the garbage or give it to me if you want to 
give away your money like that. There's, that's impossible. Even so, if he does end up leading I the school. I hater. A Devin Booker hater. <laughs> it's, what has he ever done? I don't know. It's it's the guy who's his first year after like six seasons to win over 24 games, and suddenly he's going to burst up into the scene. Still not a believer in the Suns at all uh, for any reason. Um, but another guy is the person on the picture here. I know he's coming back from a pretty horrific injury, Kevin Durant. But this is a guy who can influence the game from every level. It'll be interesting to see how engaged he is defensively because you're asking a lot of somebody to do that. But he is that long, so maybe he can rely on his length to kind of keep up because if he's playing bad defensively, there's no way he's going to win MVP. I have no doubt he's going to be able to score at a high rate. And who else? No matter what people say, the MVP voting is like a popular contest. It's not actually the most important player. And I know that because Steph Curry was the United MVP in the year that LeBron James went to Cleveland and took them to the finals in his first season back in Cleveland, a team who had not been in the playoffs for the three years previous to that. He for sure won MVP that season. So if you have a comeback player of the year uh, type of performance where he's scoring 32 points like we know he can, for a team that's going to re- quite frankly rely on him quite a bit to score – um, I think he could possibly do it, and I think you can get pretty good odds on that too, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and another guy I'm going to watch closely, Spence, Steph Curry. I, I think without Clay Thompson, he's going to be really carrying the load uh, for the Golden State Warriors. And and I really like the mixture of Oubre and Wiggins alongside Draymond Green, uh, James Wiseman, and Steph Curry. I think that's going to be an interesting team to watch, and I'll be rooting for them. I'm, I'm uh I'm a big Clay Thompson fan. I also am a Curry fan. So I, I think those guys are some of the most talented shooters we've ever seen. And uh, I, I think that the Golden State is going to try to surprise some people this year. And they're going to be very well rested, Spence. They weren't in the bubble situation. They've had plenty of time off. It's just unfortunate that we'll have to watch them without Clay Thompson this year. So, Spence, uh, we'll be monitoring the NBA closely as preseason starts tomorrow and then the regular season December 22nd for the 2021 season Uh, we're going to get into our week 13 pick segment here we go anything you could do I could do better I can do anything better than you no you can't yes I can no you can't yes I can no you can't yes I can yes I can anything you can be I can be greater all right, Spencer the Wiz, Brad the Believer, Week 13 NFL Pick Segment. We're going to do the picks against the Circus Sports Million Contest line. And let's start off in the NFC North, Spence. The Green Bay Packers traveled to Detroit to take on the Lions. Uh, the Lions won in comeback fashion last week against the Bears. I believe they won that game 34-30. to We talked about the new coach situation as Daryl Bevel took over the head coaching duties in interim fashion after Matt Patricia was fired. They get a big comfort behind win. They're at home against the Green Bay Packers this week. Will they be able to duplicate that performance? Kind of a big number here. Uh, Eight is the Circus Sports Million number. I think the Packers uh, win and cover this number. They pretty much have owned the Lions over the past decade. I think that continues in this matchup. Give me the Packers minus the eight in this one, Spence. Yeah, it's the the Packers should be able to to win this game quite handily. I could easily see them having one of those weird weeks, but I think that I think the Lions may have put all of their marbles in the bag last week and getting that come from behind victory. It was very dramatic and everything like that. So I'm going to agree with you. I think the Packers blow them out. They did the first week, so there's no reason they can't again, especially with all the chaos going on over there. Yeah, uh, Al Baston's Detroit guy, so he's a Lions fan over here on the chat. I just don't know that the Lions will be able to do it against the Packers, Al. The Packers have their number, 
and I think they win by 10 or more in this game. So the next one, Spence, uh, an NFC South, I'm sorry, an AFC South matchup. The Tennessee Titans coming off a kind of a blowout loss to the Cleveland Browns. The Browns led by double digits most of that game. The Titans made a game of it the second half. Jacksonville's been playing close games every week here, Spence. So this one makes it a little tough. I'm going to let you start it off. The Circus Sports Million Contest line has the Titans as a seven and a half point favorite against Jacksonville. Uh, about a half hook is just the worst, isn't it? But the Titans have played desperate this season, and we've seen what happens when they play desperate. And I know they're, I don't think they feel like they're going to miss the playoffs, but I think they know that they definitely want to win this division. If they're going to give themselves a chance to do that and continue to do that, they're going to have to win this game and they had a great second half against the Browns I don't know what happened how they came out so bad but I think they're going to be able to carry that momentum into the Jaguars game and uh, really turn some heads get back on track and take care of business yeah I'm going back and forth here Spence because Jacksonville has played close games in, in the last five weeks and especially since Mike Lennon took over the starting quarterback position but I don't know if this is the game where they keep it close I, I really want to go Jacksonville but as I'm watching Bravo post a score, it does seem very realistic that the Titans can win this game by 10 or more points. Uh, I, I think they were scared enough this last game to realize that they can't play inconsistent like that come playoff time. They're a far better team than Jacksonville. They need to show it on the scoreboard. All as well go with the Titans minus a seven and a half. The next matchup's an interesting one, Spence. Two teams that aren't very good. The Dallas Cowboys travel to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. The Cowboys will be a three-and-a-half-point road favorite as Brandon Allen will get the nod again for the Bengals as quarterback. Uh, on a short week here, the Cowboys, they just played, I believe they played Tuesday night against the Ravens. They got blown out in that one. Uh, it just makes you scratch your head. Uh, the Cowboys, who handed it to the Vikings a few weeks ago, then they had control of the game on Thanksgiving against the Washington football team, and they found a way to lose that. They lose by 10-plus points against the Ravens. Uh, this is a tough one, Spence. Do you want to start this one off? Cowboys, Bengals, Cowboys, minus three and a half? Yeah, with the Redskins, you can always label those games as division games. So pretty peculiar stuff is probably going to happen during those. Like with the Raiders game when they when they beat the Chiefs. like that's not, That wouldn't happen in any regular given situation. So I'm willing to say that that was the reason for that. This is an out-of-division game. The Cowboys aren't desperate for a win. It's not like they're going to win the division or anything like that, but they, they're going to be able to put a product on the field. They're going to be able to score some points. And we've seen that the Bengals just have a very hard time doing that. When your quarterback's Brandon Allen, you're going to be struggling quite a bit. So I, I think the Cowboys finally get one of those, like we did it wins. Like we pieced it all together right here at the end when it doesn't matter. So I'm going to go with the Cowboys in this matchup. Spence, uh, going back and forth again on this one, but I'm going to go upset special here. I'm going to say the Bengals get a little healthy. I think uh, T. Higgins has a nice game. I think Brandon Allen has a good game. I think they're able to run the ball on the Cowboys' defense. Give me the Bengals plus three and a half. I'll go there on this one. The next one, the Arizona Cardinals travel to MetLife Stadium to take on the Giants. Giants are one of the hottest teams right now alongside the Washington football team in the NFC East. The Cardinals are a road one-and-a-half-point favorite here. Uh, this, this is one of those spots. It's like, what did we see lately? We saw the Giants travel to Seattle and take care of the Seahawks. Uh, really impressive win. I'm not going to let that recency bias take me too far off track, even though the Giants have been playing so good over the last two months. We've talked about it week in and week out. Joe Judge has quickly climbed the ladder for coach of the year uh, conversation. 
But I've got to think the Cardinals are fighting for their playoff lives. They can ill afford to lose to a Giants team that they're more talented than. Uh, I'm going to take Kyler Murray and the Cardinals laying the one and a half. Yeah, the Cardinals just aren't a serious football team, as I've said all season long. But if there's anything that's going to humble a team and make them serious, it's losing a game like they did against the Rams in the way that they did. Uh, so Colt McCoy is still the quarterback of the Giants. I know they have this kind of bizarre week uh, against, um, you know, they have kind of had this weird week against the Seahawks and everything like that. But I do kind of feel like that's recently biased. Uh, a whole week of Colt McCoy should definitely be the remedy when it comes to uh, beating them. So I, I'm, I'm going to take the Cardinals, and I think they blow them out quite handily. Me and Spencer the Wiz on the same side there. Spence, this is another tough game, this next one. The Houston Texans travel to Soldier Field to take on the Bears. Uh, the Texans are a road one-and-a-half-point favorite. There's no team that's been worse than the Bears over the last couple months. Uh, but I know you're not big on the Texans. They're a road favorite here. Uh, if you're betting on the Texans, I imagine it's simply on Deshaun Watson. Uh, what do you think here, Spencer the Wiz? When Mitchell Trubisky is your quarterback, you're most likely going to lose that football game. I know you see a little bit of potential in him. I see nothing. That Lions game proved all he had to do was get a first down and the game was over, and he wasn't able to do that at all. He's also good for an interception every single game. I don't like the Texans, but just because they have the worst constructed roster in the league doesn't mean they have the worst constructed roster. They're going to be able to put up some points. Deshaun Watson is going to be able to put up enough. And if you can put up 24 points against the Bears, you're going to win the football game. Give me the Houston, uh, give me the Houston Texans. Spence, I'm going to go one more week, one more week with Mitchell Trubisky. Give me the Bears plus one and a half. If they lose this week, I think uh, the Bears are in shambles. I think everybody goes from Trubisky to Foles to Nagy. The entire organization is gutted if they don't win this week against the Texans. So I'll go one more time with Mitch on the Mitch bus. Give me the Bears plus one and a half. Spence, the Denver Broncos travel to Carolina to take on the Panthers. I think the Panthers had a bye last week. I I don't remember them uh, in the lineup. But they're a three-point home favorite here. No Christian McCaffrey. The Broncos, wildly inconsistent, but they hung pretty tough with the Kansas City Chiefs in primetime this past week. I think the Panthers are more competitive. They're more consistent. I'll take the Panthers, and I'll lay the three points here against Denver. This is one of the toughest games to call for the week for me because, again, you can see the Broncos. They beat a team like the Patriots, and it feels like if you can beat the Patriots, you can probably beat Carolina. And we've also seen the very ugly side where they somehow get blown out by the Raiders. I'm going to agree with you here. I think that the Panthers are way too competitive of a football team to kind of just lose to a team that's looking to uproot somebody. They're going to be able to put up points on the board. And are you know are the Broncos going to be able to catch up? They've had a few really rough offensive weeks here. And we know that's definitely not the issue for the Carolina Panthers. I'll take the fairly short line. I'll take the Panthers. Next game should be the uh, featured game in the early slot here Sunday. The Minnesota Vikings travel to Tampa Bay to take on Tom Brady and the Bucs. Uh, the Vikings, I believe, have won five out of six, but they could have easily lost quite a few of those games in between. They're fighting for a playoff spot. Tampa Bay is trying to build some momentum going down the stretch. The Bucs are a six-and-a-half-point favorite in this matchup at home. Uh, Spence, I'll, I'll take less than a touchdown here, and, I, and I'll take Tampa Bay. Uh, I think the Vikings have been very fortunate to win these past couple games. They've, in the last two games, given up three defensive uh, touchdowns. Kirk Cousins 
a fumble and an interception return, and then a fumble return for a touchdown two in a row uh, from Carolina. I just don't think the Vikings are, are good enough and ready to take that step up. Although their young defense has played a little bit better in the secondary, uh, they're going to have to get pressure on Tom Brady, and I don't think they'll be able to do that. And I think that Tampa Bay wins pretty easily in this matchup. Give me the Bucks minus six and a half. Yeah, unfortunately for the Vikings, the Buccaneers are desperate for a win here. They're on quite a bit of a slide. Now, they have lost at good football teams, but still, when you're a playoff team, you don't want to lose that many in a row. So I think they're going to look to take a little bit of revenge. So I'm going to tell you what I told I'm going to tell everyone what I told you before the show. For the purpose of now, I'm going to take the spread for the Buccaneers, but I am going to invest a little bit of money on the money line for the Vikings. I think when you have a defense that's as bad as the Buccaneers, and maybe you can produce if you can produce at least one turnover against the Buccaneers defensively, there's no way they can't win this game. They're going to this is a blowout. This is like one of my favorite overs of the week. I think they're both going to be able to just run up and down the field. I was going to say, maybe throw on the over with your money line just to get a little more bang for your buck. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Because I do, I agree. I think this one will be a high scoring game. I think, uh, I think seven of the last eight or six of the last seven Vikings games have gone over. So uh, that's going to be one to look at here. I don't know what that over-under is. We'll take a look at it in a little bit, but it's probably around 52-53. So we're on the same side right now, but Spence, Spencer the Wiz is going to drizzle a little action on Vikings' money line. I don't think I'm ready to do that in this matchup, but I'm curious. The Vikings historically – It's 52 is the over-under. I said 53. I was pretty close. Um, The Vikings have never – I don't think they've ever beat a Tom Brady quarterback team. So there you go. Uh, we can fact check that, but I'm pretty positive. The Vikings have never beat Tom Brady. So there you go there. Next matchup, the Chiefs. They travel to Miami to take on the Dolphins. Chiefs are laying seven. Touchdown favorite in Miami. Uh, as far as I'm concerned with the Chiefs, they cannot cover a football game. I, I don't think they've covered uh, like seven out of eight weeks. I'm pretty pretty close on that. That being said, uh, they're not going to cover a touchdown, in my opinion. They just can't they, they can't beat teams convincingly. I don't know why, Spence. I don't know what's going on with them. Uh, they can get up three scores against Tampa Bay and look to light them up and then only win by three. Uh, they struggle up and down against the Broncos, against the Raiders. So the Dolphins, uh, they're pretty consistent, and they're going to play tough. So give me the Dolphins plus seven. No, I, I totally agree with you on the consistency thing. And this, to me, is going to be – the ultimate test for the Supermax deal. Now, I know it doesn't technically exist in this in the NFL. There's no such thing as a Supermax, but we saw the contract that Pat Mahomes got. He's making a ton of money, and he's making that money this season. And when you pay your quarterback that much money, some of it's going to fall to the, the wayside when it comes to defensively. And we've seen that this season. I've had a few key turnovers, sure, here and there. But overall, I'm quite unimpressed with what I've seen. If the Raiders are able to go up and down on the field on you, uh, to the Broncos were for a little bit there. And other teams, we know, we've like the Carolina Panthers, put up a tremendous amount of points. If the Chiefs lose this game, I have a lot of questions for them winning the Super Bowl. Do I think they're going to get bounced in the first round or something like that? No, I don't think they will. When you come to the AFC Championship game and stuff like that, I'm going to start feeling uh, – I'm not going to feel worried. I hate the Chiefs with my guts. But I feel like Chiefs fans are going to be a little worried if this game uh, doesn't turn out the way that they think it will. And with that being said, I will go against the Chiefs in this one. Look, Spence, I think this could be an upset too. I, I, I'm i tempted to sprinkle a little money line action on the Dolphins. I think they could lose this game. Uh, it's not – like you said, for Chiefs fans, they want to try to win out because now that the Steelers have lost, uh, the Steelers have a chance to lose again. 
And if the Chiefs went out, they'll be in prime position to have that buy and that one seed. So the Chiefs can ill afford to have a letdown here late in the season. So we'll see how that works out. But I think the Dolphins uh, could build a lot of momentum with a win here. Next matchup, Spence, uh, you've got your eye close on this one. The Indianapolis Colts travel to Legion Stadium here in Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. The Raiders are a two-and-a-half-point underdog at home here. Spence, uh, we may be on the same side of the Raiders on this one. I'll let you start it off. Yeah, this is going to be an absolute blowout. I expect the score to be 37-10. to 10. That is my prediction uh, for the score. I told everyone last week uh, the Raiders should have lost that game, and everything lined up exactly how I thought it would. Derek Carr has a the goofiest little t- terrible pass on fourth down, fourth and goal. The game should have been over. But, of course, it didn't. I was very happy I didn't see the play. Uh, but you can't do that against a team like the Colts. You know, you get blown out by the Falcons. You're supposed to have the bounce back week uh, next week, and they don't do that either. Uh, so what's going to happen here is that they're prob- DeForest Buckner is going to have a field day. He's going to absolutely dominate, and the Raiders are going to get zero pressure on Phillip Rivers. I know he has a bad ankle, but if no one's near you, then that's not a problem at all. We've seen what happens with the Raiders' defense. I basically don't have a middle. Everyone keeps telling me every single season that Nicholas Morrow is somehow – like top tier running back he has one good seat one good game and i said okay it's his first good game of his life let's see if he can do it again of course he's not the open in the middle of the defense is one of the most horrific things i've ever seen and we've seen when the colts can be successful offensively or on the run game they're just going to open the floodgates and ty hilton most likely will have probably uh, one of his better games especially with the modern net who can't stay in the field another wasted first round pick by the raiders uh, so in my final conclusion here, uh, like I said, I think the Colts blow up the Raiders and I think it's an embarrassment. I think it ends the Raiders playoff hopes. Uh, and that's just what they're going to have to go with, uh, going into the off season, another disappointing season. Spence, does this, does this game have a chance to be your play of the week here with that short number two and a half with the Colts? Yeah, I would. If you're going to bet on the Colts for sure, take the money line. If they're going to win the game, they're going to blow them open. This isn't going to be a close football game. Well, the Colts are the favorite. So, right, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you're diminishing your payoff. Yeah, true. yeah you're right. Um, so I would, yeah, take the Colts minus the two and a half. Um, for, the Raiders aren't going to make the playoffs this year anyways, but this is going to finally be the week that kind of just puts the nail in the coffin. Spence, we're in agreement. I, I think the Colts win this one by 10 plus. Uh, I just, I think the Raiders uh, were very lucky to win that game last week, and that's a team they should blow out. That that doesn't look good for the Raiders moving forward, and it looks like everything Spencer the Wiz has said here over the last month seems to be manifesting itself into reality for the Raiders, and uh, they don't look like a playoff team right now, and they're going to have to get back on track. If they want any chance to play us, they have to win this game, but I'm kind of in agreement with Spence. I don't think it's their week. Uh, he, Spencer mentioned on the show on Tuesday how well-protected Phillip Rivers is, and that's a fact. He's one of the top five uh, most protected quarterbacks from an offensive line standpoint in the league. Uh, the Raiders will not be able to get to him unless they manufacture a pass rush. Um, and I don't know that that's going to be able to happen because of the deficiencies in the secondary for the Raiders. So give me the Colts, and I think the Colts win by 10+. plus. Next game, Spence, the uh, Jets 0-12 travel to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. After a very disappointing loss by Seattle, they come back as a home 13.5-point favorite on the Circus Sports Million contest line. Uh, I think the Jets hopefully got as close as they were going to come all year to a win. I think they come back down to reality this week, and Seattle gets back in the win column. Give me Seattle laying the big number, minus 13 and a half. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to get burned on this one, but I'm going to take the Jets. What have the Seahawks shown 
in the past, I don't know, five weeks that they can beat a team by 14 points. Really? Now, I don't think the Seahawks are going to lose. I don't think it's going to be a back-to-back, just fall flat on your face, losing to two bad teams or anything like that. But to ask them to do that, I, I see this as a more of a 10-point game than I do a 21-point game. So that's why I'm going to take the Jets. Spence, the next matchup, the Atlanta Falcons travel to SoFi Stadium to take on the Chargers. The Falcons are a road two-and-a-half-point favorite here. This game's ugly to me. I, I don't think both – I think both teams aren't very good. Uh, but the Chargers have shown absolutely how bad they are. I don't like the Falcons at all, but I, I think they're a better team than the Chargers. Give me the Falcons minus two and a half, Spence. No, I'm in, I'm in agreement with you. Uh, I mistakenly took the Chargers in a spot that I thought they could prove something, not, nothing to do with the playoffs, but just a, a sign maybe to give Anthony Lynn a spark plug to a chance not to be fired this offseason. And of course, they scored a giant goose egg here. There is no bouncing back for the Chargers. We've seen that they've lost close games all season, and now they get blown out. So what reason should we have as betters or as sports analysts to think that they're going to be fine the week after and start progressing towards something? And uh, I, I do like the Falcons. I think they're pretty good in any given week as long as they don't play teams that they're just kind of the antithesis of what they do. And that's the Saints. The Saints own them, and they did so appropriately. And I think Atlanta's going to come in, and they're going to, win this game and they should win it quite handily so i will also go with the favorite atlanta falcons spence the new orleans saints travel to philadelphia to take on the eagles carson wentz will find his way on the bench in this matchup jalen hurts get his first nfl start against uh, a saints team who is if the playoffs started today would be the number one overall seed Taysom hill will get to start again uh kind of a big number here spence uh, six and a half road favorite for the saints here do you think the Eagles get any change in momentum with the quarterback change, or do you think the Saints continue to roll on this one? That's a tough place to put your rookie in starting week one. He had the interception last week, and now you're asking him to go into one of the hottest defenses in the league. It's just crazy to me how Drew Brees goes down, and somehow the Saints just have one of the easiest schedules to ride out the rest of their season. Taysom Hill has not been challenged at like at all. And I think it's just going to get worse for the Eagles before it gets better. This is not going to be a good thing going into the offseason with a little bit of hope. There's going to be a lot of questions. There's going to be a lot of firings coming into the offseason. Carson Wentz and Peterson could both be gone. So the fact that I'm getting less than a touchdown here, I'm pretty happy. I, I love the Saints in this matchup. Yeah, Spence, I don't know why. I, this one's going to come back and get me. I know it, but I think that the change of quarterback is going to be enough of a spark. I, I don't think Taysom Hill has uh, lit the world on fire, and I think going on the road is going to be tough. I think this game is a lot closer than people think. I'll take the Eagles plus the six and a half in this one. Spence, the Washington football team knocked the Steelers off their pedestal last week. No more undefeated. Uh, I, I look – very, very smart in my Washington prognostication as it's had to have been eight or nine weeks that I've proclaimed Washington to win this division. They look like they're fighting neck and neck with the Giants to win this division. They are a road underdog against the 49ers, but the 49ers don't have their home stadium. Is Washington riding high enough to get a win as an underdog against the 49ers this week? This is one of the weirder games of the season for me. Two teams with the same exact record. They're not looking great, but obviously the Redskins are playing for a playoff position. What Nick Mullins is just not a world beater. And Alex Smith, like I said every week, he's a quarterback that we know can take teams to the playoffs. So I have no doubt that 
if he's going to have to face a team like the 49ers that he won't be able to find a way to win, especially against a former team, you're always going to play a little harder for those kinds of games, right? And I think that's going to give them even another edge. And I just think the the Redskins or the Washington football team is a better te- football team right now overall. I see no reason why they should be getting the plus points this week, but the fact that they are makes me happy. I'm with you, Spence. I think Washington's riding high right now. I feel like they really believe they can get to the playoffs. Uh, if you're not on the Alex Smith train at this point, I don't know if you ever will, uh, but the consecutive wins he's put together and the confidence he's building in that locker room has got to be sky high. And it's, it's such a great story. I love it. And I'm rooting for Washington, and I'll take them plus three. Next matchup, Spence, Steelers will be playing their third game in 12 days. They travel to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Uh, the Bills are going to be a favorite in this one at home, minus two and a half against the one-loss Steelers. Um this is kind of a tough spot, Spence. You know I love to go against the Steelers. This is really a tough situation, but I just don't think the Steelers are very good. I really don't. And I think Buffalo um, should beat them easily, but I think they'll make it a little closer than they should. But I'll still take the Bills minus the two and a half. The Steelers should be playing with the desperation that they could lose the first overall seed somehow, even though they went undefeated. It feels impossible at this point in the season, but now they're tied with the Chiefs. Uh, who could also lose this game, mind you. It's yeah. it's too many games in a too short of a time for me. I've been on the Steelers a lot this season. You know that almost every single week I've taken them. But here, the Bills are at home. They are looking better and better every single week. I think the bye week really did them well, even though they weren't playing bad going into the bye week. They get the win that we all expect, uh, the easy win against the 49ers, one of the most bizarre lines of the of the season. And it's a short line here. I think the Bills are going to be – I think this is going to be a close game. I think it's going to be an ugly game. I think it come down to a field goal, and that's why I'm happy with the two and a half. So I'm going to take the Bills, actually. We're in agreement, Sarah Spence. We got a lot of agreements this week. The final game on the list here, the Baltimore Ravens also playing on a short week. They travel to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Short, short number, one-point favorite, the Ravens here. I think that short week could have a lot to do with it. Spence, start this one off. What it, the the Ravens usually own the Browns. Uh, does it continue, or, or are the Browns riding high here with a nine and three record? I'm not sold on the Ravens. I'm not sold on Lamar Jackson either. The Browns look kind of look like a legitimate football team. Now I talked about it on the last show that I'm I am not high on them late into the playoffs because they just can't keep a lead. They go up by 14 points in a playoff game. They could get blown out in the second half. Uh, which is very concerning. But this if the Browns are going to be making a step forward, especially if they're looking forward to the Steelers game at the end of the season, which could give them even more momentum, I think they finished the season actually strong here. And I think Lamar Jackson just doesn't have his best game. He is missing a lot of passes right now. And that could be due to COVID-19 legitimately. We know Cam Newton uh, had a few really bad weeks coming out of COVID. And we always just say, oh, they will be back in a week. But these guys did have a infectious kind of disease getting rolling around that does affect your body quite a bit. Uh, and we could see that maybe again here. Uh, give me the Browns. I, I feel so – it feels weird to say that, and I'm sure you're going to go against me on this one. Spence, you made a lot of convincing points, and you you almost swayed me. You really did. Um, but I just can't do it with the Browns. I'm not ready to do it. I won't do it yet. Uh, give me the Ravens minus the one. I just don't think the Browns are good enough to beat teams in their own division. And I don't think they're ready yet, even though we were both on them last week and they had a very, very big win 
against the Tennessee Titans. I don't think that continues this week. So that's our rank 13 picks. Brad, the believer, Spence, the Wiz. We've had a pretty good month. We hope to keep that going here. If you missed any part of the rest stop, make sure you go to LandryFootball.com or any of your podcasting platforms, whether it's Audio Boom, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and search Landry Football Conference Call and the rest stop will be underneath there and make sure you like subscribe and then also go to my YouTube channel as Brad, the believer, give us a like and subscribe there. And of course we also simulcast the show on my Facebook page and on my Twitter handle at Brad, the believer. So make sure you check out those podcasts on your way home from work, on your way to work, on your way to, to take a nap or whatever you're doing, make sure you give us a like on there. And I appreciate Bravo and Al Baston jumping in the chat today. I want to thank Spencer the Wiz for filling in for me on Tuesday and all he does for the rest stop. And uh, until next Tuesday, we're back, 9 o'clock Pacific time. Have a great weekend and enjoy the games. Have a great night, everybody. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 